Hello, this is Coach Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains Podcast. Today's podcast, um, it really was brought about by what has transpired over the past week because the last time I recorded uh, one of these items, I really did not have planned. It just kind of came on spur of the moment, and I'll talk about that. Um, but uh, first, I uh, just want to kind of touch base on uh, cross country because it has been fantastic. Uh, I don't know if your kids race cross country, if you have kids, or if you yourself have uh, been part of cross country in your past. Uh, but I mean, if uh, if you ever want to kind of give back and be a part of something fun um, and inspiring you should look into helping out your local cross country team, you know, whatever level you can, uh, middle school, high school, if they have programs, you know, if you can volunteer, help out, run with the kids, help at meets, it's just so rewarding. Um, as most of you know, I coach, um, my daughter's middle school team, rugby middle school, and, uh, we had our home meet this week. So, um, I'm sitting here recording, uh, on the 21st and, um, my goodness, uh, what a, <laughs> what an amazing, amazing time, um, to be a part of this. And, uh, and, <laughs> oh, the kids are just so amazing. Um, so, you know, putting on a home meet, uh, it's just a bit ridiculous <laughs> how much work has to go into it. And, uh, well, we had a pretty big meet, I'll say that. And, uh, excuse me, um, today is the, uh, the 14th. I'm recording on the 14th. My apologies. Um, I am very tired because <laughs> yesterday was just a long day. Um, you know, I woke up and, and kind of checked on my athletes, but then after that, it was like full send <laughs> getting ready for this cross country meet. Um, you know, that we had, uh, let's see, 11 teams. Yeah, we had, so we had 11 teams. We had 200 finishers. Um, believe it was 110 girls and 90 boys. Uh, so lots of kids, um, you know, that came, uh, it was, um, you know, everything went smoothly, thankfully, but you know, that was in large part to my volunteers and, uh, I can't thank them enough. And that's why I say, you know, if you want to make a difference and, and see some awesome things that go on, just, you know, see if you can help out. Um, uh, most schools are going to host their own cross country meets, um, you know, if, if not, then, you know, then maybe you can help at a, some other capacity. Um, you know, I know we have about 40 kids, maybe a little bit more on our team and there's two of us and, and it's crazy. Um, you know, just trying to, to keep them going and in line and, uh, you know, it's, it, but they're, they're well worth it. Um, you know, the age group is so fun. Um, you know, they're, they're, some of these kids are sixth grade and just, you know, getting to experience this, um, this sport for the first time and, uh, you know, to be a part of that, uh, and to, to share, you know, my passion, um, which I'm sure it's yours as well. It's so fantastic, uh, and, and inspiring, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, the day started out just kind of gathering everything together to bring to the meet, you know, from tents to course marking stuff to, uh, you know, all the tables and uh, supplies we need for check-in, the packets and all of this stuff. You know, you got to make up um, index cards for the finish because that's how we did the uh, the timing. We had a timer and the kids got their um, 
their place on an index card and then the coaches wrote their name and turned those in and that's how we did results uh so it was just there's so much you know so many things that that were to get together and then uh you know I went over to the course and the kids were saying that you know some of the course had kind of grown in and needed some kind of some you know, some TLC so I went out and did some course work um you know trimmed back some of the greenery that was kind of infringing on the trail uh you know just cleaned up the best I could so that you know the kids experience would be great they could you know run without the impediment of uh branches and such so um did some course work and then you know worked on marking the course wanted to make sure you know with that many kids that we didn't have any problems that everybody knew exactly where to go that you know the course was well laid out and I overmarked it. <laughs> this is a you know a young age group, and um, anybody that's done any of my races, uh, you know, ha- knows that I really try to focus on course markings to make sure that your experience is great because you're not thinking about am I on the right trail. You're just focused on the race. So marked it, uh, and then you know there's the setup and logistics of uh, spray painting the start line and the start boxes, and then setting up the finish line and the finish shoot and all the tents and the tables and the check-in. And so getting all that set, I, I got to the school around 9 a.m. and I worked right till about 3 p.m. when uh, the kids started coming out and the buses started arriving. Um, and from that point on, it was just kind of managing my volunteers, making sure everybody was where they needed to be and understood what they needed to do. We had so many spectators, which was fantastic. We, you know, we had so many parents and family members and friends coming to watch which is so cool, you know, to have that many people out cheering. It was, it was really amazing, you know, to see and be a part of. Um, refreshing, renewing, you know, it, like, I, I mean, you know, not to say that I had the worst experience at Hellbender, but, you know, I left Hellbender with kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Um, did not feel like it went the way I wanted it to, no matter how much I had prepared for it. Um, you know, I just really was really down on, uh, on race directing and felt really bad about, uh, you know, how it went, uh, to be honest. And, uh, and yesterday was just, it, it was really, you know, it was a great experience. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stress involved, obviously, in putting these things on. But, you know, once the volunteers got things rolling and, you know, we got the boys lined up and off, um, it was just nervousness for my team, you know, just being present for my team and trying to cheer them on and, and you know, get them through the course. Um the boys came in second place, uh, which was awesome. Uh, I thought they did fantastic. It was great to see them compete. Um, they pushed and they went hard, you know, uh, it was just, it was fun to, to watch them. And then the girls, they won, uh, they did amazing. I mean, you know, I had girls that were sick and, and they still, they put it all out there, which is amazing. I was so proud of them. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a great result and getting through it and then cleaning up and then coming home and doing results. So like I said, it was a long day. I didn't get done until about 1030 last night, you know, getting the results posted and all that and communicating with the other coaches. Oh, it's just, there's a lot, you know, just like putting on a, a regular race. There's just a lot to it. Uh, but again, so worth it. So, you know, if you can help out with a cross country program, um, you know, especially if, if they've got a large team you know, that's, that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, it may be at a a smaller role, but you become more engaged and who knows, you may end up coaching it one day. Uh, so watch out. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, the cross country was just amazing. I was, I mean, it was exactly what I needed, uh, to kind of just, you know, um, refresh my, my, my spirit, my running spirit. 
Um, not that I was down or anything like that, but it really did, you know, just kind of give me a jump start. Um, and I had a positive experience in, in this next part of the episode here about what I'm about to talk about. But um, no, yesterday, it's just seeing those kids and, and, you know, the the pride that they had in finishing and being a part of it and, uh, you know, seeing them up there in the top 10 and then uh, getting their awards and then seeing, you know, the, the girls go up for their uh, individual trophy. Uh, or their team trophy, you know, and just how, um, how they're carrying themselves, you know, they, they have um, a lot more confidence, a lot more self esteem. Uh, It's just fantastic. And I try to reinforce that. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's hard when you have 40 kids to, uh, to, to, you know, kind of talk to them one on one, but I tried to go around and just congratulate each of them and tell them how proud I was of them and their efforts. Um, you know, we'll have more time today at practice, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool being a part of their lives. My daughter did fantastic. She was our fifth runner. Uh, one of our top runners broke her wrist. So, um, you know, I told the girls they got to step up and, uh, my daughter, Amberin, she stepped up. She got, she was our fifth girl, 12th overall. She's a sixth grader. You know, it's, it's, uh, she, I could tell when she came in, she was so stoked. So yeah, seeing that, you know, it just melted my heart, um, having your, your own kid you know, uh, <laughs> choke up moment. I'm okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Uh, just really proud of her and that effort she put in there. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, cross country was great. So, you know, like I said, if you can get involved, engaged, you know, and there's the, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of high schools have winter or indoor track and as well as outdoor track and all of them need help too, um, at whatever capacity you know, you can do, uh, whether it's just working concessions, um, you know, or, or volunteering at a meet, you know, whatever it is, I, cause I needed course marshals yesterday. Um, you know, I needed packet pickup people. I needed people at the finish line. I needed people parking, you know, like I said, there's a ton of people. So there's so many roles that you can play. Um, and you know, there's, um, obviously, uh, coordinating the parents, you know, having like the team parent, uh, where you kind of communicate everything to the parents, what's going on. Um, you know, perhaps it's just helping with a fundraising event, uh, but there's so many ways you can help out. So, you know, my, 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 I implore you <laughs> to, uh, to reach out to, uh, to your local team and see if you can help at any capacity. Uh, so the next part of this episode is um, about um, relays. So, um, as I said, this part, I had no intention of being a part of this. I, and um, I will say that I, I actually turned a lot of teams down, uh, cause I just didn't, you know, I didn't think I'd be recovered. Um, I was in recovery, so I shouldn't be doing a relay. That's, you know, first and foremost is I, I really shouldn't. Now, why did I, well, <laughs> my best friend, uh, who I grew up with, I was just inducted into the hall of fame with, uh, Mike Fixula. Uh, you know, we went through, uh, we raced through high school at opposing, uh, high schools, but then, you know, we went through college together. We raced at NC state together. We were in each other's weddings. Uh, he's the godfather to one of my kids, you know, just, I owe this man a lot. And, uh, you know, he called me Thursday night in, uh, desperation cause they were down a man and he, <laughs> he hadn't been training. Uh, so he's like, I can't run anymore. You know, we need help. And as I said, you know, I, I, I had said no to a bunch of teams, but I can't say no to, you know, to this guy, you know, I, I, 
I owe him more than I can ever repay in all the things he's ever done for me and, and what he's been a part of for me. Uh, he's crewed for me and, and done things and made trips, you know, from North Carolina up to New York twice to, to crew for me. And oh my gosh, I mean, just countless other trips and things that we've done together. So um, just could not say no. Um, so Thursday night, um, you know, I, I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hand which meant I would be out the next day <laughs> and running my first leg the next day, which, uh, you know, after Bigfoot, I've just taken some time off. I've done some little runs here and there, but, you know, nothing, uh, nothing like what I was about to do. Um, so um, <laughs> it was uh, it was a little bit of a flurry to get everything in place because uh, we, we did have uh, a cross country meet Thursday night. Uh, and, you know, and I had to make sure everything was done for, for Friday so that, um, you know, I, I could get out there. So I had to go mark, um, our cross country course cause we had a time trial for our kids. So it was just a, a bit insane to try to fit everything in and get everything done so I could get there. So, um, you know, to say this was, uh, was, this was planned, it was not. Um, and you know, again, my apologies to, uh, to anyone listening who I, I turned down, because uh, you know it, it wasn't my intention to race, but again, you know, I could not say no to this to this guy. Um, so um, you know the, the the race that I ran was the Blue Ridge Relay, which um, you know there's uh, there's there's tons of relays out there, obviously, and the standard format is to have uh, twelve runners. That's your your standard twelve runners. Um, and you, you go through your order. So obviously leg one goes first, leg two, leg three, and then you go all the way through your 12th legs and then you start back. So then you go back to first leg, second leg, third leg. So you go through your order. Um, and everybody typically runs three legs, you know, unless you're a shorter person and somebody has to run extra, you typically have three legs that you run. Now there's also ultra teams, which, uh, usually are half the runners, uh, which at the Blue Ridge Relay would be six runners. Um, and it depends on the race and their rules in which, um, you know, do you have to do the, um, the secession? So again, like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then go back to one, or can you combine like, um, the first person does legs one and two. So it's all depending on the race and its format. Obviously ultra legs, you're running double the distance of your normal team. Um, and sometimes they have even less, you can, you know, um, do even less people, um, that, you know, rotate through, uh, it just depends on, you know, what you want to do, what you sign up for. There's, um, you know, there's mixed teams, there's female teams, there's male teams. So, you know, there's, there's all different types of, uh, of formats that you can, you know, you can compete in and sign up for, um, so we're going to we're going to talk kind of about those. Um I've also done the um um this let me think here. I think it was this uh hold on. <laughs> Ragnar, <laughs> excuse me. Uh the Ragnar trail relay, which was really cool. I did the one in West Virginia. Um and uh basically you just camp out and you don't have to take a van. That's the the kind of thing about um Blue Ridge relay and a number of the other relays is that, you know, you have Typically for a 12 man team, you have two vans, um, six in each van. Uh, and you know, you go one through six goes in one van and then seven through 12 goes into the other van. Um, and then, you know, basically you, you know, each team does their own thing. They kind of wait at the, uh, the exchange zone where, um, six will hand off to seven. Um, and then, you know, where 12 will hand off to one. Uh, so, um, but, um, 
in in the Ragnar style, you just camped out. Uh, you didn't have to go anywhere. The, all of the trail loops, there were three loops that, that you did. Um, they were, you know, the start and finish were all in the same spot, which is really cool. Uh, so what they did was they had um, a red loop, a yellow loop, and a green loop. And uh, that, you know, you just did it in that order. So the first person would do red, second person yellow, third person green, fourth person would go back to red. And then you would just do it in the order, red, yellow, green, red, yellow, green. And so everybody got to do the three loops. Um, But teams were only eight. uh, And an ultra team was four. So again, a little different format here. Uh, But it was amazing. Uh, It was so fun. Uh, Really enjoyed that aspect of it because you could warm up and cool down. And that's something I'll kind of talk about when you have to, you know, when you have the vans and such, because you're not afforded such privileges sometimes. So we'll talk about that. But um, so that that was um, my fourth time doing the Blue Ridge Relay. Um, And then, you know, like I said, I've done the the Ragnar. So I've done five relays, um, you know, but uh, really only two races. Uh, But there's so many cool ones out there. So, um, you can, you know, look into them. Um, and then, you know, it takes a lot to put together a team. Usually need a team captain that kind of goes through everything and and signs everybody up and gets everybody's information and disseminates all the information. You know, what is each leg? What does it entail? All that stuff. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, relays are, uh, I'll talk about this for a second. Relays are typically like, um, in the midst of a season, you know, a lot of people and some people use it as a goal race, which is cool because, you know, uh, you're typically getting a good amount of distance. I did. My legs were probably just under 20 miles total. You know, all three added together were about 20 miles total, um, probably just under. But, um, you know, you can use them as, as race prep. Um, they, you know, they're, they're one of those kind of maybe a B race where, you know, you're using this as, uh, as a good workout. And that's, you know, that's what they can really be because it's, it's basically like, you know, the distances, you know, depending on how long your legs are, it's a good tempo run, you know, good workout. Uh, You know, it's hard to go all out all three legs because you don't have a lot of time to space out in between. And we'll talk about pacing and such. Um, but Usually it's a prep race, uh, but you need to be prepared to need to recover. Um, it does take a toll. Um, you know, uh, the Blue Ridge Relay is basically all on roads, paved roads. There's, you know, there's a little bit of dirt. My leg had a little bit of dirt and other legs had some, some dirt involved. So, you know, keeping in mind that um, it's going to beat you up a little bit. And especially the Blue Ridge Relay, there's a lot of climbing and descending. So, um, you know, my my last leg, I think I had about a probably a two and a half mile, maybe downhill. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I tried coming down that fast. It was my last leg and, oh man, my legs were, were pretty beat up by that point. But, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll talk about all that stuff later. Um, but again, you know, you can use this as a, a good training weekend. You're getting in like three good runs at a, you know, at a solid effort. So, um, you can use them to prepare for, uh, for a bigger race. You know, I, I typically think that they're a great preparation for marathon running. Um, again, if you do an ultra team, it's great prep for ultra races, you know, you can, you can do a lot. You can, you know, practice with your headlamps, practice running at night. There's just so many advantages to doing these relays as an ultra runner, uh, because of, you know, the experiences it puts you through running, you know, running tired, <laughs> um, cause you're going to be sleepy and we'll talk about sleep. That's, you know, so it's, uh, it's a great preparatory, uh, race to practice things for ultra. 
Uh, you know, like I said, especially if you're doing it as an ultra team. But uh, again, you know, you will need to uh, to plan some recovery afterwards because it will take a toll. <laughs> Um, so what to expect? Let's talk a little bit about what to expect. Uh, we'll start with the vans. Um, you know, if you're a 12 person team, typically you rent two 12 passenger vans. That's kind of the, uh, um, the, the go-to, um, for, for these races. Uh, there's other things out there, but, um, the race has specific rules about the vehicles, how big they can be, et cetera. So make sure you check your rules as to what the race is allowing and how many vehicles they allowed. As an ultra team, you probably only need one vehicle. Uh, I did see some caravans out there, uh, you know, much smaller, much easier to get around, but not as much space. The nice thing about the 12 passenger vans is, you know, each runner has a little bit more space. Uh, what our team did was kind of take some of the van seats out. Um, and um, I had like a little beach chair that I used uh, very low to the ground that I, I sat in on the, you know, on the ground of the, the van. And then uh, we had some beanbag chairs <laughs> that others were in. Um, we left a few seats in, um, and, uh, um, we had a big ice chest, uh, you know, one of those really big, um, if you, if you can picture those white and they're, they're about almost like four feet long. We had one of those full of, of food and drinks and ice. Um, you know, so, um, you need room for all this stuff in your gear. You know, that's, that's the thing about the vans is there's a lot of stuff going in it. If you got six runners in there all their gear plus your food and drinks and all that stuff, it's going to take up a lot of room. So, um, you know, you got to kind of uh, think about the logistics of the van, you know, prior to the start. So when you, you know, get your rental, you need to start kind of getting a schematic of what's going where and how and who's going where. Because <laughs> um, it's, you know, it, it is, it's a logistical um, kind of conundrum to solve. So, you know, your vans, check those out, make sure that you're comfortable with everything. Um, ours, we had, uh, we were fortunate to have a, a, a designated driver. Our driver didn't have to run. Uh, he just focused on, you know, getting us from point A to point B, uh, which was fantastic because as runners, it's, it's tough when, you know, you're kind of rotating through driving as well when you're tired and, you know, it's, you've already run a few legs. So having that designated driver is something to consider. If your uh, if your race requires you to use vans to move between legs, so think about having a designated driver. Uh, we also had a co-pilot. Uh, the co-pilot was typically one of the runners, uh, but they were constantly looking into the race manual to make sure that we were going to the right location. Um, you know, the typically every race has a race manual, so you can kind of and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But um, you know, you want to make sure that you're going to the right spot. One of our, uh, uh, you know, one of our teams uh, went to the wrong spot, <laughs> so you know you can lose a lot of time and create a lot of stress uh, by by going to the wrong spot. And uh, you know, hopefully you don't miss your team. That's the other thing is you know it, you want to be there on time for your teammates so that you don't put the team behind. Um, so vans, super important, you know, the lot, like I said, a lot of planning goes into the vans, um, food. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, what we kind of did was we had, um, we stopped at one of the grocery stores prior to, to our start time. And, um, I brought a ton of food with me, but, um, you know, we picked up some stuff. Um, you know, the, the relays, uh, they start based on your seed time. 
So, you know, we want to make sure everybody gets to the finish line on time. So uh, typically the um, the slower teams that, you know, you, you put in your seed time, what you think your average pace will be. Uh, the slower teams are going to start earlier and the faster teams will start later. So um, depending on what time you're starting, you know, think about what do you need um, between you know, that time and when your van finishes its round of legs. Uh, you know, do you need lunch? Uh, are you going to be able to stop somewhere? Is there anywhere that will have food? Uh, so, you know, having all these things uh, is is kind of a, a must. Uh, you know, I brought some some stuff to snack on and like some heavier calories just in case, you know, like I was getting really hungry and, you know, we didn't have the uh, the, the time to stop for, for a meal. Um, so, you know, stopping at a grocery store and kind of picking all that stuff up either ahead of time or, you know, if you have time the day of. Um, you know, make sure you have good stuff to, to gnaw on, <laughs> you know, some snacks and such, uh, cause you will, obviously you will get hungry and you're going to be in that van for a while. So having some, some comfort food is fantastic as well as some stuff that, you know, can kind of, uh, be like a, a meal replacement. Um, I brought some, uh, pre-made protein shakes, um, or gain is, uh, is kind of the protein powder I use. Uh, they make some, uh, pre-made um, you know, protein drinks, they're, you know, come in little cartons. So, um, I brought, I brought some of those and every time I finished a leg, I just chugged one of those. Um, I brought some, you know, scratch mix with me, but I also had just some, some little Gatorade bottles. So, um, I, I typically had like a, a protein shake and then like a little, you know, the smallest size of Gatorade, I chug one of those. And then I, you know, I had my water bottle and just try to stay hydrated. You know, that's, that's the other thing. Cause you don't think about it when you're, you know, you got so much going on, uh, in these relays, it's, it's really, you know, you got to remind yourself to still eat and drink. <laughs> you need those calories. Uh, and especially after your, your legs, you need to refuel just like you would after, you know, a normal run. Um, so, you know, the a quick, simple way was just having those protein shakes, you know, it had, uh, protein carbohydrates, uh, you know, and just getting some calories back in. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's some of the stuff that I did. Um, and you know, again, uh, don't forget about your drinks, <laughs> um, you know, have, have stuff to drink, whatever it may be. Um, probably, you know, should have some sort of electrolytes so that you can replenish. Uh, you may want to think about a protein drink. Those are super easy just to do after your leg, uh, you know, get something back in you and make sure that, you know, you're recovering a little bit before your next leg. Uh, so, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what I'll say on food. Uh, next thing is um, legs. Your each individual leg in mileage. Um, again, depending on what format you take, uh, ultra or standard. Um, you know, you got you got based basically how many legs are you going to do? Um, again, standard three legs. Ultra is going to be six. Um, so um, and then you know, looking at your mileage. It could be anything. Uh, you know, my my friend Mike, who I uh, you know couldn't say no to, <laughs> he did um, just under ten, and I did just under twenty. So it can vary. And I think there was one leg that was even a little longer than mine. 
Um, so, you know, like that's something that the team captain should kind of talk to you about and make sure, you know, you're comfortable with covering the distance that's required for that leg. And then looking at the leg specifically, what's the elevation profile? You know, does somebody suit that elevation profile more than another? Is there a huge climb? Who's your climber? Is there a huge descent? Who's got the speed that can take that descent uh, and the strength? So, you know, kind of coordinating those legs and making sure that, uh, you know, you're, you're facilitating uh, and, and coordinating the, the right people for the right legs um, and mileage. Okay. So keep that in consideration. Um, and, you know, uh, going with the legs, talking about warm up and cool down, you know, I, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, typically you'll get to your, um, legs. Some of the legs are super short and you really don't have much time to, to warm up. Um, so you may just kind of get out of the van. I, there was like, you know, the second and third legs, I kind of got out of the van and man, my, my hamstring was tight. Uh, you know, and I was just like, Oh, you know, so I, I just did kind of a little bit of a little jog and just did, you know, some, some quick high knees, just kind of trying to get my legs to move and get ready. Um, but it was typically during the leg, you know, the first mile where I just kind of warmed up into it. I just took the first mile a little bit slower, um, to kind of get my legs moving again. And then, you know, kind of got into the flow and got my pace on. Um, but you know, typically after your leg, you don't have much time. You kind of have to just jump back in the van to get to the new, uh, to the next, um, exchange zone. So, you know, keeping that in mind when you jump in, um, if you have like a a massage tool, you know, I I put this later in the notes of what to bring, uh, you can kind of hit your legs with like a roller, you know, a a self-massage stick or something like that. Um, you know, and just kind of roll out the legs until you get to that, that next, uh, exchange zone. And if you have a few minutes, maybe you can jog out a little bit and stretch, um, you know, but it's probably typically when you get to that next exchange zone that you're going to be able to do something like that. But, uh, you know, I do suggest trying to do something, uh, because it's, you know, those, your legs tighten up cause you're just hopping in the van, you know, <laughs> it's like you just get done running pretty hard and, uh, you know, you finish, you, you may be able to catch your breath, but then it's just hopping in the van and get going. So, um, you know, the cool down is, is really when you get to that next, next aid station. And as I, you know, not aid station, next checkpoint. Um, so as I said, when you hop in the van, see if you can use some massage tool to kind of roll out those muscles, um, you know, keep the blood flowing, um, and, and loosen up the muscles, have some kind of recovery shake, um, you know, so a little bit of food and that way when you get to the A station, you can kind of just jog out a little bit and stretch while you're waiting for the next exchange. Um, but yeah, so, you know, warm up and cool down, not a lot of time, but you got to try to do something so you don't get hurt. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, in between legs, you're really working on, um, you've got time in between your legs, right? So, um, that's where you're just making sure you've, you're doing okay. What do you need, right? Like what kind of food do you need? What kind of, what's, uh, what's your hydration looking like? Um, you know, um, really just focusing on you taking care of your needs. Um, you know, changing, do you need to change your shorts? Do you need to change your top? Do you need to change your socks and your footwear? Um, ours was super, um, wet overnight, um, you know, my last leg was all in the rain and thankfully it was my last, my last one, but you know, um, it's, it's staying warm, right? Like keeping warm and, and trying to, uh, sleep when you can, that's the big thing. And that's kind of, you know, my next point is sleep. Um, 
you know, you're, you're going, you're going 24 hours, usually 24 hours plus, um, in these relays, some teams are a little faster, obviously, but you know, most teams are going to go through the night. Uh, so, um, when can you get some sleep in, you know, um, while the other van is going, while if, if you're on, uh, legs one through six, while seven through 12 are going, try to get some sleep. Um, you know, typically the van pulls up to the, the next exchange zone where, um, you know, leg 12 is going to hand off to leg one and you've got some time during the night. So, um, you know, try to sleep, uh, whatever, however that can happen. Um, you know, I, I saw the, uh, some of the guys, and this is on my list of what to bring, but, um, they, you know, they put on headphones and a sleep mask and, um, and then, uh, you know, some, some guys went outside with a, a sleeping bag, sleeping pad and pillow and just kind of set up out of the way to try to get some sleep. Um, you know, it's uh, like some vans they were saying have the, the hooks where you can hook up hammocks and kind of lay in a hammock. Uh, so, you know, all of these things, uh, but you know, in some way try to get some sleep. It may only be an hour and a half or two hours. Um, but yeah, lay down if you can get sleep when you can nap when you can, you know, if, if, if your leg, um, is, uh, you know, is, is later, um, even in your van, and, you know, you've got some other guys running sleep in between, like, you know, sleep when you can, because it, it is, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's so tiring. Um, and, you know, that it may be that, uh, you know, when it's time to run, you need a little caffeine. So take that into consideration as well. I brought like a, uh, a cold brew. I found like, I think it was like Chobani. Uh, Chobani had this cold brew that I brought for, you know, for those wee hours of the morning where I knew I was going to be sleepy. Um, my first leg was about, I don't know, somewhere between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. is the first time I ran on Friday. And then I didn't run again until like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. on Saturday, um, you know, Saturday morning. And then my final leg was, um, I don't know, 9 or 10 a.m., somewhere in there. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's broken up. You do have time just to kind of give you a, an idea. Um, our team, I, I didn't look at the results yet. We, we were somewhere, I would guess between 10th and 15th overall. So, you know, we were, we were actually, we, you know, we did pretty well. I think that was like their best finish. Um, these guys were all from Moorhead city, North Carolina by the beach. Uh, and I was just so impressed with, with how they ran, you know, dealing with, cause you know, blue is realized out here in, uh, Western North Carolina and, uh, Virginia, uh, starts at Grayson Highlands and runs to Asheville. So a lot of, you know, mountains in between those two points. And these guys did fantastic. Uh, I was really impressed with how they did. Um, but yes, you know, sleep is, is huge. Get it when you can. Uh, the other part of this is there's no aid stations. Um, there is absolutely no aid stations out there. There are checkpoints. That's it. You, you come in, you check in and you check out like, you know, runner bib number blank is coming in runner bib number blank is going out. That's, that's it. There's no food there. Um, unless, uh, you, uh, you purchase <laughs> some of the aid stations. Like they had, uh, for instance, there was a, a local high school band. Um, they were there fundraising. You know, they were selling um, hot food. But again, you know, you had to purchase it. There's no, uh, there's no water coolers. There's no food for, you know, like a normal aid station. So make sure you know what that looks like ahead of time. Uh, you know, some, some relays may have it. Um, but, you know, um, others, you know, like, do not. The Ragnar had, like, a village, and you could buy food and such. Um, but again, you know, there's there's no... 
typically no free food. So you, that's on you and, and filling up your water bottles and all that, all on you. So make sure you have all of those um, those needs addressed ahead of time. Um, but yeah, you know, and food wasn't really expensive. Uh, one was like, and they typically have like a specialty. Um, one was like um, loaded baked potatoes. Another was pancakes and breakfast. And then uh, the one with the band was like um, burgers and grill. So, um, you know, and they typically have coffee that you can buy. But again, you know, so bring some money, um, bring some cash, just be safe because uh, not everybody can take credit cards. <laughs> so have some cash with you. Um, so. And then, um, so far as the race goes, know, um, know your rules. What are your rules? Uh, you know, when my first leg started, I noticed that, uh, one of the runners ahead of me was staying on the left and, you know, there's, um, there's, there's tangents and I'm one to, to kind of run the tangents. So like, I don't run as far. In other words, I cut to the inside of the turn. That's just, you know, kind of (laughs) my instinct. Uh, but you know, as I passed the runner, I said, Hey, do we have to stay on the left? And he was like, I'm not sure. Uh, would have been something good for me to know. <laughs> um, some of them, and and the reality was we did not, but it, you know it was suggested just because we would be facing oncoming traffic, and you know could kind of we could see traffic and get out of the way if need be. So, uh, but know your rules. Um, you know, like for instance, like if you were caught, um, you know, using the the bathroom um, outside of a porta john, you would be uh, fined. Uh, for indecency of exposure. So um, all these things are, are really good to know rather than learning the hard way. So, you know, go through your, your rules um, as well as your legs. You know, where, where are your legs? Uh, what do they look like? What's the elevation profile look like? How, what are the directions? How many turns do you have? Uh, thankfully, it was, it was pretty well marked, um, you know, for the most part. <laughs> um, but um, you never know. Um, our last leg took the directions with him and st- still got lost. Um, so you never know. Uh, I got lost one time too. Uh, it was, you know, I was running, this was not this year, but another year I was running through a little town and there was a ton of construction and, uh, the signs had blinky lights on them, but because of the construction, there were blinky lights everywhere. So I totally missed the turn and kept going and it, you know, um, ended up costing our team some time. Uh, you know, I had to basically backtrack and get back on course and, um, but, you know, these things happen uh, and don't get frustrated if they do, you know, it, it's a mistake, you know, you know, you goofed, but try not to let it, you know, get you, get you too down, uh, move through it, get over it. <laughs> you know, we got to move forward and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so just keep moving forward, but yeah, know your leg directions. That's, that's super important as well as the rules. Pacing yourself kind of talked about this earlier. Um, a lot of times the, you know, the first leg, everybody just blasts it, you know, absolutely crushes it. And that makes the second and third legs super hard, especially that last leg. Cause you're just, you know, you're super tired by that point. So, you know, first leg, um, be conservative, kind of see where you're at, see how it goes. You know, don't, don't try to press it, you know, like save some for that third leg. Um, I was glad I did. My last leg was my longest leg. Um, so, you know, don't try to, you know, just like any race, don't let the first leg be your fastest leg. Um, unless it's like a downhill. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, be conservative up front, you know, be conservative with your effort and, and really think about that. Um, you know, there's, um, there's a lot of, um, kind of, um, 
records that you can look at and see how fast people have done it to give you an idea um, of you know what to expect. Uh, you can also look at team results uh, and kind of see you know where teams that are comparable to your team where they have finished and look at their legs and kind of get a sense for how long it took them. Uh, and then you can look at their second and third leg. Did they slow down a lot? obviously in comparison to the, uh, the elevation profile. So, um, but something to consider, you know, look at the history of the race and the results, see, uh, see what, what, uh, what you can, what you can find. So be careful. Um, and then team dynamics and mentality. Uh, this was, um, you know, it's fun to be a part of a team. If you've ever been a part of a team, we talked about cross country earlier. Um, if you've ever been part of the, you know, the team dynamic, uh, you know, I, I didn't know anybody, but, but Mike, <laughs> you know, the, it was my first time meeting, uh, all of these guys, except for Mike. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't have any, um, really any investment cause it was, uh, you know, it was last minute and they asked me to jump in. But as soon as I started racing, uh, you know, I, that team dynamic, that, uh, that, that mentality kind of kicked in like, Oh man, you know, I'm not just, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm, I'm competing for 11 other guys. They're, you know, they're relying on me to, you know, to run this the best I can, uh, you know, having three weeks off and just running a 200 miler. I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but I gave it what I had because I knew this was, you know, uh, I was part of a team. I was part of a bigger picture, uh, and it meant something to them. So, you know, that in turn made me motivated to, uh, to, to run harder, uh, and, and really push and give what I had to, uh, you know, to do my best for these guys. That was kind of cool. You know, I, I, in, in retrospect, I, you know, I was like, wow, that really did kind of affect how I raced, you know, and how I pushed because I, I was, you know, I was like, man, I, you know, like I want to be, I want to be good for these guys. So, um, yeah, you know, they just <laughs> know that that's, that's a great part of it. Uh, even if, like I said, even if you don't know them, I've, I've run on a few times where I haven't known a lot of the guys on the team. And, uh, you know, the same thing in West Virginia, when I did the Ragnar, um, I, I knew one of the guys on the team and, and met everybody else for the first time. <laughs> um, so, but again, you know, I, I still go out there and compete just because, you know, uh, they're counting on you. So know that's part of it as well. So, um, that's, you know, kind of the expectations um, for, for the relay and then what to bring. Um, we talked about food and drink uh, that that's, you know, um, vital <laughs> essential, um, bring a large towel. Uh, it works in multiple ways. Like, you know, you get done, if you're sweaty, you can kind of wipe off. Um, but it also worked as like a blanket. I brought a huge, like a beach towel and, you know, at night, if I got chilled, um, you know, I, I just kind of throw that over me rather than, uh, you know, bringing something else. Cause it, it worked as a, you know, multifunctional, um, <laughs> uh, between wiping myself off and, and using it as a blanket. That was uh, super great. Um, yeah, I talked about the weather, uh, you know, it was sunny and warm to start. So like, you know, my first set of, of clothes got, you know, wet from sweat. Uh, so, um, bringing extra clothes. And like I said, last leg was all rain. So bringing, you know, shorts and extra shirts or sports bras, whatever you need socks, uh, you know, having, I would say like, you know, having four changes, you know, one for each leg. And then afterwards is great. 
you know, that just in case that way you can, you know, change out and, and be dry. And then, you know, what I would suggest for your wet, sweaty stuff is having like a large Ziploc bag that you can throw all of that in and close up that way. The smell, <laughs> cause the van does, oh my God, the van does get, <laughs> does get stinky. So, um, you know, perhaps bring some Febreze, uh, and a large Ziploc bag for your stinky stuff. Um, some moist towelettes, <laughs> um, some wipes, if you will, to kind of just clean off a little bit. Some deodorant, so you're not you're not reeking and, and knocking the other guys out. It's nice to kind of wipe off your feet too. Um, but you know, just to kind of like you know, kind of wet towel off <laughs> um, and get a little bit clean. So, you know, bring all that stuff, extra clothes, socks, and shoes. Bring extra shoes just in case they get super wet. And then the, you know, the towelettes and, and deodorant, um, and maybe even some Febreze, <laughs> some air freshener. Uh, you know, I talked about earlier for sleeping, it's great to have, uh, headphones that you can kind of listen to something and a sleeping mask. So, you know, you're not disturbed by the noises around you, um, or the, you know, the sights I had my, like my sweatshirt that I threw on after running, uh, had a huge hood and I could just pull that over my eyes. Um, it was a really deep hood. So, um, the light wouldn't bother me. But, you know, something to kind of cover your eyes just in case the lights come on and off. Uh, there's a lot of noises. You know, you're, you're with, you know, six to seven other guys potentially or girls, you know, so potentially even more. Um, so, um, you know, having that um, capacity to kind of just shut everything off, uh, sights and sounds, it's great. So you can try to sleep, um, you know, potentially bring sleeping bag, a sleeping pad and a pillow. Uh, like I said, if you get to stop for a while and you can kind of create some comfort by lying out somewhere, uh, that's fantastic. I brought some really small stuff, you know, but I, I did have all of that stuff. I didn't end up using mine. I just ended up sleeping in my chair, but, um, you know, potentially have those. Um, and again, bring a massage tool, you know, something, whether it's one of those percussion instruments, um, or a self massage stick harder to use the foam rollers. Uh, you know, perhaps when you stop, um, you know, and you get out and there's a parking lot or something, you know, you could use a foam roller, but you know, I would say like one of those percussion instruments or a self massage stick is probably your best bet. Uh, and then your headlamp, you know, you're doing night running. Don't forget your headlamp and some extra batteries just in case, make sure everything's charged up. Uh, so yeah, headlamp, extra batteries, and then like, you know, um, a, uh, a portable rechargeable battery, you know, the, the ones that you can charge your phone with or any of your other electronics that, that need that charge. So, you know, bring an extra battery pack for being able to charge everything else. Um, and then, you know, sometimes the race has mandatory gear. Um, so, you know, check into that, see what's needed. Typically it's safety gear and that may be like a reflective vest and some, uh, some, you know, uh, flashing lights. Uh, so make sure you know what that mandatory gear is and, and make sure you have it. Uh, and then lube, <laughs> you know, hey, lube is super important, uh, especially running this many times and the body's already like maybe salty from sweat, um, uh, bring lube sunblock. Um, you know, some of these legs are super sunny and exposed. Um, and then a hat or buff, you know, buffs can be used for a million different purposes. They're fantastic. So, um, buff is great, but you know, hat, it's very versatile in either the sun or the rain. So make sure you have a good hat. And then, you know, I didn't, but, you know, some folks did have some kind of water carrier, you know, whether it be a handheld or a belt or a pack, whatever you're going to use, but, you know, don't forget to, to have that if you need it. 
So yeah, that's the things I can think of, of, of what to bring. Um, you know, this, uh, as I said, you know, these races, super fun. It was super fun to be a part of, uh, you know, the team was, it was, it was a great dynamic. You know, I really enjoyed running with these guys. Uh, they wanted to be competitive, but they weren't, you know, they weren't overboard about it. And like, you know, you know, really, um, <laughs> harping on where we were at, what everybody was running. Uh, you know, we talked about like what we averaged for, uh, for pace and such. Um, I did, uh, run into a bear <laughs> on leg two in the middle of the night. Um, it, it thankfully ran off the, the side of the road. Um, so, you know, had that, that experience, um, kept me moving. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, no, it was, it was a great experience. I really did have a good time. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge relay guy. It's been a long time since I've, I've done a relay. Um, you know, I would do another one of the trail Ragnars. I thought that was a really fun format and, and thing to do. Um, so, you know, but you know, it's, it's kind of a nice break, uh, you know, in the training. So if you're looking for something different, uh, you know, there's, like I said, you know, the, uh, the trail Ragnars, you can do it with four, eight. I think you can even do it with two people on the trail Ragnars and do like a super ultra team. So just depending on your goals and what you want to do and, and where, how it fits into your buildup for your goal race, or if it fits, um, you know, they're just a fun, you know, thing to do destination race. There's plenty across the country. Um, and you know, there's, there's the style where you jump in the vans and then there's the camping style. So, um, whatever you choose, like I said, great experience, you know, especially if you've got a lot of friends or, you know, just like myself, if you just hop in with, a um, a team where you don't know many people, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun experience if, if you're not, uh, introverted <laughs> and, uh, enjoy meeting new folks. So, um, I do suggest it. I hope you, uh, look into it, you know, potentially talk with some friends and see if they want to do it, especially, you know, um, like a destination kind of style race. It'd be fun just to kind of get out there with, uh, with your friends for uh, a weekend of running. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's taken me a little bit to recover. Um, not used to run the road so much and, and having taken that much time, uh, you know, putting on the, the meat yesterday on Tuesday, uh, my legs were still a bit, um, zonked. <laughs> I was, my body was still a bit tired. So, um, I'm going to continue to recover. Um, I'm in no rush to really get back into training just yet. Um, just gonna, I'm going to have a conversation with my old coach, Patrick Regan today. Uh, we're going to try to work together again for, uh, for Western States training. Uh, hoping to go out to way too cool 50 K and uh, American river 50 miles since they're out on the, uh, Western States course. I know there is the, uh, mosquito fire right now. Um, so we're, we're keeping our eye on that. It's, you know, it's burning, uh, part of the Western States trail. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that everybody is safe out there. I know they had to evacuate. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm hoping everybody's okay. Um, I, um, I know there's going to be some devastation and, and, you know, homes lost. So, uh, my, you know, my sincerest thoughts and, and, and prayers go out to those that are, uh, that are going through that right now. I know there's a lot going on on the world right now. Um, so my thoughts and prayers go to a lot of people right now, um, especially to the young woman who just lost her life. Um, she was out running and, and abducted. I, I just, I can't, um, sympathize enough. It's, you know, just awful what goes on in the world sometimes. Uh, so I hope everybody stays safe, uh, and, uh, and, you know, keep running as, and, and however that looks, um, may you be safe and happy and, um, and keep moving forward. So until next time, my friends, keep running.